It is Friday night in Phoenix, and you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm Max. And uh, as you probably noticed, we're missing Lance because the you know the amateur that he is can't remember that you need a microphone to be able to podcast. <laughs> you know, he, he's a Mr. Professional, can't even remember a microphone. Thirty <laughs> minutes before the show, I love my microphone at band practice, man. You know, <laughs> come on, man. What is this? Yeah. And, and when we say band, we don't mean like in a cool way. This is like he plays the flute, goes to band camp kind of band. Okay. Yeah. That's the kind of band Lance is in. Does weird things with flutes that he doesn't want to talk about, you know. And <laughs> I heard I heard he's got an interesting story with a, a, a lube, a trumpet, and an emergency room. I don't know how that works out, but that might be a story for a different day. No, I figured you might be know that story being his his hetero life mate and all, but I don't I don't want to ask. I don't want to pry. I do, but a man does not kiss and tell. Ah, darn. <laughs> darn, darn. He should darn. be he should be joining up with us here in a little bit though. He had to go get the mic. Luckily, he's got a friend who was willing to meet him halfway, so Ah, what Hopefully. a good friend. Yeah. But I wasn't that friend. I said screw you. I'm going on the podcast. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, well, like we do much of the time here on Absolute Geek, I want to start off talking about a little personal news. Uh, I've shared it across my social media this week, and now I'm going to share it with the audience. But I got some good news this week that I am joining the club. I am finally joining the dad club. My uh, fiance is is pregnant. We are expecting our first child in January. Uh, Woo! So... Waiting, we did a blood test, waiting to find out if we're having a boy or a girl so we can find out early. But she is almost 13 weeks pregnant, so pretty excited about that. It's awesome, man. Um, finally taking the plunge into the dabbed club. So, yeah, this is a little little nugget that you told Lance and I a while back that we've been holding on to. We've been excited for you. This is this is great. It's a little scary, (laughs) a little scary, but you know. I know you being a first time dad and all it's a, uh, I'm, I'm excited, but, but scared. Absolutely. And that makes, makes perfect sense. They're not as scary as they seem, but I will admit the newborn phase, man, freaked me out because they're yeah. so fragile and you're just like, you worry oh, if I drop this kid, they're going to die. Well, but- like it's, it's weird to me. Cause like, it was like instant. All of a sudden it's like, anytime my fiance is like, Oh man, I don't feel good. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Is there something wrong with the baby? Like, it's just like you're automatically go to that place, and it's like oh when boy. it's more than likely just she's pregnant. So yeah, she feels icky. Yeah. yeah, and it's like every every night around three o'clock, she starts getting nauseous, and she's like, "Oh, I don't feel good." I'm like, "What's wrong? What's going on?" You know, and it's just like it's nerve wracking, man. And to think uh, that I have six more months of this, it's like, oh, that should probably die down once she's out of the first trimester. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully that'll that'll die down. But has she had any fun cravings? Do you have to make three AM Taco Bell runs or anything? Uh no, I have not had no no rip podcast. <laughs> That's still gonna happen. Um no, no three AM Taco Bell cravings yet. She does crave a lot of Taco Bell. Her her big Taco Bell craving is um bean and cheese burritos with sour cream. That's her big, big Taco Bell. A bean lot of panda. Cheese. Okay. Yeah. A lot of Panda Express. That's that's been a big one. Um, her first real craving was broccoli. She wanted nothing but broccoli for like the first three weeks. So um, interesting. Kelsey right? was all about lunch meat, 
which you're not supposed to have. Mm-hmm. But her her doctor was just like, don't worry about it. Put it in the microwave for like 10 seconds. It's fine. It's you don't you're not going to kill your baby. And so she would still yeah. have sandwiches or or we, we'd get hot sandwiches for. But the thing that I loved out of her pregnancy, Kelsey, before she got pregnant, wasn't really into red meat very much. Always liked pork and chicken more. And I like going to a steakhouse and getting a nice steak or going to a Brazilian steakhouse. And when, when she was pregnant, we were living in Colorado and we had a Tucano's, which is an all you like a, you like a steakhouse. fresh wax with your steak. huh? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> a fresh downstairs wax with your steak. Right. <laughs> but we had this freaking steakhouse by our house and she got pregnant and all of a sudden she craved red meat. And we were both working at the time, had plenty of money. So like once a week we were going to this Tucano's and getting all you could eat red meat. And it was wonderful and probably horrible for my heart health but it was wonderful for my taste buds. And even after the pregnancy, she still likes red meat more. So that was a net positive. Now my wife likes red meat. Hers is she's got it. She eats like every two hours. Like she eats and then she's like, she's like, I'm so hungry. And then she gets something and she takes like four or five bites of it. And she's like, I'm full. And then two hours later, she's like, I'm hungry again. I'm like, <laughs> you're killing me here. You're killing me. Like I'm Constant trying to lose snacking. weight. Yeah. And you want to do nothing but eat. Like I'm destined not to, I'm determined not to gain sympathy weight with this child. I'm not going to do it. I believe in you. But it's hard. Very hard. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially because like as the man, you're the one running to get them stuff most yes. of the time because they feel mm-hmm. like crap. And so then, cause I was doing the same thing. I was trying to watch my weight and lose weight. And so I'd go to, you know, a fast food place to pick her up food. And I'm like, I can't get anything for me. Can't get anything for me. And I, yeah. I held pretty strong, but yeah, it's, Patrick's it's rough, asking but... what's up, Matt. Matt has good news. That's what's up. Yeah, I'm going to be a dad, Patrick. Thanks for stopping in. What's going on, Patrick? Nice to see Max Bender in the chat. Uh, Grizzle Geek, Stumbling Jedi says, Rape Podcast. Nah, we're going to be all right. Um. <laughs> Max Bender says, nice, you got more work than you asked for when you brought Artie on the show. Yeah, I guess I did, but, you know. Who's Artie? So he was a psychic who predicted that I was going to meet somebody. And ah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how it's, it's not like a complete 180 from who he said I was going to meet, but it's uh, it's been a, a, fun, a fun year, like meeting someone in a pandemic and getting engaged having a baby it's been uh it's been it's been a lot man but congrats on your floating boys working <laughs> congratulations my man. on my 40 boys working. i mean yeah you know <laughs> it's uh it's an accomplishment I, I they're not duds nope i can't take all the credit but i'm gonna take all the credit but uh, oh man mike asking if you're gonna get a milk vest to nurse the baby i know that there's uh, some Max guys Bender. that like that but i'm like uh-uh Predicting that Matt would fall in love. Yes. <laughs> you know, I might, I might go full De Niro and meet the Fockers and get a, get a milk vest, get a, a, you know, silicone titty of my girlfriend made or fiance made and go full milk breast on it. Why not? Right. So I dodged a bullet. Something that I guess is really common is newborns. You know, when they're first born, they suggest you do skin to skin and, and they don't know the difference. And so they'll try to go into the, to the dad's nipple and they'll just bite at you. Oh, no. My kid, my kid never did that, but uh, expect, especially if you've got some uh, man titties, you might, you might <laughs> get some uh, ample passes. amount. Trust me, <laughs> I'm not lacking on that department. But, but yeah, so uh, we got a great show plan for you guys tonight. We're going to talk a little bit of Witcher Two. Uh, Max is going to break down the Witcher Two trailer and what he's excited for there. 
Um, we're going to talk some video game stuff. We're going to talk Loki in depth. Um, there, I, Loki's going to be a huge thing. I think Loki already is a huge thing. It's going to make a big change on the, the way we view the MCU. So I can't wait to talk about that. But let's go ahead and dive into a little bit of uh, geek news here. And we'll we'll lead off with you and The Witcher. What, what did you see? Oh, I hate when it does this. Let's try this again. Oh, look. Fat Loki, a.k.a. I can't remember my microphone is at his ear. <laughs> dude, up, my, my buddy saved my ass, dude. Like, I called him. I said, dude, is my microphone there? And he goes, yep. And uh, he decided to get into his truck and meet me halfway. Otherwise, I would have been here 30 minutes from now. So I only had to go halfway to his house. So he saved my ass, dude. Amateur Dude, amateur hour. Well, you'd think I'd be safe because I have a backup mic. Yeah, we don't know where that is. My wife and I tore this house apart looking for that mic. <laughs> so I got a closet full of them. <laughs> that among other things, but we won't talk well, about that. Well, you live practically in a different state compared to where <laughs> I live. <laughs> Look, it's not my fault you want to live in little in little Tucson. Right? <laughs> Santan Valley is a lot nicer than Tucson. Tucson's a dump, yeah. okay? Hey, we don't want to scare off the <laughs> Tucson listeners. No, nah, Tucson's cool. Nobody no. goes to live in Tucson. Go Devils. <laughs> um, What's up, guys? Oh, check out my shirt for the occasion. Very nice. Oh, cool. Grizzle Geek Hello. says, you only have one mic? <laughs> Rookie. You know what? Fuck right? you, Mike. Amateur. He's amateur, dude. <laughs> what kind of amateur are you? Like... How long have you been podcasting and you only have one microphone? No, I have numerous microphones. I just don't know where the hell they are. I've got a mic and then a standby and then a standby for my standby. You got to be ready. I let Sam borrow one. I don't know where that one is. I let Corbin borrow one. I don't know where that one is. I had my blue mic. I don't know where that is. So well, Corbin's, like mom, Corbin's mom is using that one. No, I'm sure. <laughs> Sam is using, and mom show. Yeah, Sam is probably using that one to commentate on dodgeball games. So, <laughs> you know, you're helping everybody do their thing. But what you got here, welcome. We're glad that you can finally join us, Lance. Did I miss uh, anything? No, I was just announcing uh, my <laughs> my child, my soon-to-be child on the way. Oh, is it is it official? It is official, yes. I just want to let everybody know I've known for months. <laughs> I've mean, known for months. <laughs> I, I think we've known for Matt months. Knew. <laughs> yeah. He says, uh, no one from Tucson is listening. They got to pay cable bills for that to happen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, <But> I, <laughs> Quantum Kyle, I don't, I don't know if he's tuning into Absolute Geek. He's from Tucson. We know we've got at least one Tucson fan. Oh. I remember Quantum, Quantum Kyle. Good he dude. was fun. He was. All right. So we were going to lead off with Matt. We were we were kind of repositioning things last minute because you're an amateur and forgot uh, your microphone. So we were kind of repositioning on things of like, okay, Lance won't really care about this if we talk about this, and he <laughs> doesn't care about this. So we we're kind of just repositioning the show to, to better fit you not being here. But the diva that, better fit my yeah. schedule because yeah, I'm such the, a diva. Because the diva that you are. <laughs> I you said know. only green jelly beans, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he I need an ice his... Mountain Dew 10 minutes before the show on my desk. Yep. Diet <laughs> Mountain Dew. Sponsored by Mountain Dew, apparently. 
Yeah, Don't hey, twisted. we all have a different kind too. I've got a zero. <laughs> we got a diet. We've got a what is that? The uh, melon? Zero major melon. Yeah, nice. So yeah, major melons legit, man. I love major melon. Yeah. Well, anyway, did, we got the Witcher. They have. Did you see they have zero frostbite? Yes. No, I didn't see yeah. that. Pretty but they tight. had z- they had the Baja Blast zero like a week or two ago. So I bought freaking four packs of them. Dude, you because they're never like, in the store, bro. You gotta buy some for me too. I should have. I'm back. I should have. Now you gotta do is grocery shopping for them too. I know, right? I know. <laughs> I will not appear on this show unless Matt rubs my feet an hour before <laughs> the show. <laughs> Listen, I got my own OnlyFans feet stuff to prepare for, so I can't <laughs> worry about your feet. Right. You can't do an OnlyFans. That's our Patreon content. Oh, okay? damn it! I forgot, <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro. Feet and meat. Amateur. <laughs> hey, we talking about The Witcher? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk a bit about the, the season two trailer. And Matt was hyping me up as if I'm like this um, Witcher um, scholar. I don't know that I caught anything necessarily in that trailer. I just enjoyed it. And I just wanted to express my hype for season two. That's the main reason I, I wanted to talk about this trailer um, it came out, I think, either right before our show last week or right after. I think it was before. I hadn't seen it yet, but I just love season one of the show, and I've been dying to get more info on season Never two. Never seen it. You really need to, Lance. It's. I mean, I know you're not into Lord of the Rings, but this is not Lord of the Rings. It's. It does not have the same vibe. Yes, it's fantasy. Yes, it's magic, but it's more like I. It's got like supernatural vibes. Like he's fighting monsters, so it's it's kind of up. I feel like it's up your alley. Don't compare it to Supernatural. That is a masterpiece. Oh my that's like god! A, that's that's Ugh. like comparing Archie comics to the Mona Lisa. Oh my god! <laughs> the Witcher is really good though, and season two is looking great. Siri, who is um on the right of this picture, she's the young girl. She looks so different in season two. Different enough that I was like, wait, did they recast her? I had to like look it up. But nope, it's just that it's been a couple years, so she's aged, and they've done different kind of makeup on her to make her look more like a warrior, which I'm excited about because if you've played the games, like I'm a huge fan of Witcher three. Uh, that's it's honestly I I could I think I could say it's my favorite game ever. Like at least in the modern era after after final fantasy seven witcher three is probably my favorite game it is just just like a perfect rpg i love it and in that siri is very action oriented she's kind of got her own powers but she's got witcher powers as well she's she's awesome and it looks like they're kind of going to be leaning into her training in the season and and getting her more into the thick of it henry cavill's looking awesome as usual i'm just of it yes into the thick of it I'm just stoked. I don't know. Are you a Witcher fan, Matt? Are you into this this show? Uh, I'm I'm a fan of the video game, but I was not a fan of the show. I got really like, want- the first two episodes, and then I kind of bailed on it and never went back. So it's my understanding that the video game is based off a book. Yes. And that this yes. is based off a book, but this is not based off the video game. Right. So yeah, so the video game, I think... Book. I think the video game took more liberties is my understanding. And the, the show was actually closer to the book than the video game is. But I like, I like both the, 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 the show definitely has a different vibe and feel to it than the, than the game does. But it, to me, they still feel connected in, in some ways. And, the, and just knowing that Henry Cavill such a video game nerd makes it even better. Like, you know, he's played the Witcher three before he ever got cast before this show was even like thought of he had played the game 
the man is such a gaming nerd. Like, I think it was like last week there was a headline about him playing Warhammer and talking about his 3090 and his and his PC that he built. And the man's just a he's a geek. You know, we'll, we need to reach out to his PR people. We'll get him on. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> when so when does season two come out? Uh, December seventeenth. Ooh, this year is that the same day as Spider Man? Is it is Spider Man the seventeenth? I mean, if so, uh, I don't really think that that's a big deal. It's a it's a Netflix show versus a movie. So no, I'm just but, saying that that's a pretty packed weekend in dude, nerd no, November and December in general are packed. I was starting to look at all the movies that are coming out. And I'm like, holy yes. crap! November, uh, November Spider Man No Way Home, December seventeenth. Yeah, that's going to be a big weekend. Mm-hmm. Mike says from Grizzle Geek says first season was one CGI dragon away from being great. <laughs> so, so was it one too many CGI dragons or not enough? Not well, enough. I don't think it's enough. Like I just, I don't know. I wanted to see some more. I was hoping to see more big beasts and creatures and things like you he fight wanted in the game to see. Versus... He wanted to see no pants, Henry Cavill. That's what he wanted. Uh, that's exactly it. I wanted to see him do nothing but sit in a bathtub and just big old hairy gray <laughs> Gerald Bush. You tuned that's out way too early, buddy. Episode three, you get a nice fifteen minutes of him in a bath. I don't want. I want forty-five <laughs> minutes of him in the bath. Right? He wants a full season of just Henry Cavill reading The Witcher in a bathtub. Yep, exactly. <laughs> or playing the video game in a bathtub as he blows bubbles. I tell you what, I haven't read the books, but if they if they had the audible version read by Cavill, I would jump on that so quick. That'd be awesome. I think I'm just Henry Cavilled out. Like never. He's he can do everything, but I don't think he should do everything. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I not. That's Superman funny. Too. I can't think of him really being in that many things. I mean, he's in The Witcher and he's Superman, but they haven't done a new Superman movie well, in a long time. Well, when they tried to sell him as Sherlock Holmes, that's where I kind of drew the line because in no way have I ever envisioned Sherlock Holmes being muscle bound and being able to lift the back end of an F-150. <laughs> <laughs> like Benedict Cumberbatch fits. I think there's bigger Holmes. questions to ask if there's an F-150 in the time of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I think they you get better questions to ask so, then. So Mike in the chat's talking about how they needed a dragon r- rather than the crap they had. And I will admit that the Witcher season one is, is divisive as far as like what people think about it. It wasn't overly action heavy had a lot of dialogue. It was, it wasn't like crazy exciting, I guess, but I still really enjoyed it. Cause I like those worlds. Season two looks like it's going to be more action oriented. I think it's going to be up the alley of a wider audience. So I don't know. I mean, we, if you guys aren't into Witcher, we, we can move on to something else. We don't need to keep talking about it, but no, it's I just said that I'm not into it. I just, like I said, the show just didn't grab me, but I think it's because it came out around that time where there was so much on Netflix that there was stuff that I was already invested in that I'd rather watch than getting invested in, in a new show. Teenage bounty hunters. No, that show was awesome, dude. No, <laughs> I don't even get a retort. I just get, no, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> uh, we had some, we had some Emmy nominations this week and we had some big nods when it came to the Mandalorian and WandaVision. Um, they led the nominations for Disney Plus with t- over 20 nominations each. So big shout Jeez. out to the Mandalorian nice. and Dude, uh, 
And Don Cheadle got an Emmy nod for his like 30 second. Yeah, yeah. right. He was like, I don't know why, but like what? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why, but okay. No, streaming services in general went like Apple TV had like 33 nominations. Yeah, your big ones here drama series. You got The Boys, uh, Bridgerton, The Crown, Handmaid's Tale, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, um, This Is Us. Comedy series, you got Blackish, Cobra Kai, Netflix, uh, Emily in Paris, uh, the flight attendant from from HBO, HBO. Max or from HBO Max, uh, Pen Fifteen from Hulu, Ted Lasso from Apple TV, which I like that show a lot. Have um, you watched that one, Max? I haven't yet, but I just started watching Apple TV content this week, and I watched two shows. I watched The Morning Show and Defending Jacob, and holy crap, is that service worth it for five bucks a month? Those shows <laughs> yeah, were amazing. Yeah. You need to watch Ted Lasso. It I want to, one. but I, I've been wanting to watch it with Kelsey. We just need to set aside the time. The only thing she's really into is comedies, and I'm like, it's a comedy. I need to watch it with her. So Yeah, there's not a lot on here that's not like HBO content, streaming content. There's really not, I mean, other like, than this, this is, is us. us. Yeah, those yeah the there's only really thing. not a lot of like basic television series that have been nominated. Well, you other than like The Late Show with Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel Live and The Daily Show and, and all that. But you got to consider, though, we were in a pandemic. So yes. like streaming services were kind of the only thing that you were getting content from mm-hmm. in that period. Yeah, so I don't sense. know that it would be that different because the reality is streaming service content is better now than broadcast television. Not I mean not everything, it's obviously. Very few. There's very few things that are that I have to tune in to broadcast TV for. Yeah, it's not sports be on Hulu the next day. Exactly. Uh, the only reason that I have, you know, a YouTube TV or a Sling subscription or anything like that is for sports. Everything else I can get on Hulu or HBO Max or whatever. Like mm-hmm. We finally have come to a world that I was asking for forever, which is I want a la carte. I want to be able to pick the channels I want. And we're there. No, you and I pretty much have subscribed to everything. So we're paying more now than we ever would with cable. Well, I mean, I still <laughs> subscribe to, I still subscribe to satellite because I'm I'm ingrained in that. I want to watch that show when it first airs. I don't want to wait a day for it to come on Hulu. I don't want to wait for someone to spoil it for me. I want to be able to watch it live as it airs. And, you know, you can have like Sling TV and, and stuff like that that offers live TV too, but it's just not it's not the same. So that's why I, I still pay for my satellite just for because I want I want to consume that content right now. I don't want to wait till the next day for it to be spoiled for me or, sure. or whatever. I so, get that. I don't know if there's anything that does that for me. I mean there are lots of shows that do that for me, but they're all streaming service shows. Like yeah. I stayed up Tuesday morning or Tuesday until midnight. So I could watch Loki. I did that for the Mandalorian. I would stay up late so I could watch the new episodes, you know, like I will do that for the streaming content stuff, but there aren't really any, I mean, the walking dead is fun to watch live when I get into it, but I haven't had cable in so long that I haven't been able to watch it live. Yeah. So yeah, I, don't need cable other than for sports anymore. I think the only thing I'm watching live now is Superman and Lois. It's the only one in sports. Yeah, I, I can't think everything still live. live. Yeah, man, you Much are an I old can. spirit. I am. You're right. 
But I mean, uh, there's there's still stuff that doesn't come on streaming. Like, like, like it's hard to find. I'm a huge wrestling fan, so I watch wrestling pretty much every day of the week, and it's hard to find well, a lot of wrestling live on the streaming category. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but, I kind of consider that sport. So it's the same thing with Max and I with football and basketball and, you know, wrestling fits in that. Well, I'm a huge football fan, too, so I usually have some ticket and all Packer that. Fan, so. right? yep. You're a big Packer fan, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yes, sir. But, all right. Yeah. Go Bears. Oh, God. <laughs> really? Say that. I mean. <laughs> I might just have to to pull you from this broadcast. He's right not now. even a Bears fan. <laughs> I'm not a Bears fan at all. I just wanted to get the trigger uh, <laughs> Along with the uh, the Witcher 2 trailer, we got the first trailer for season three of Titans. And oh my God, it took three seasons for Titans to finally catch fire. But I'm so excited for the third it season of Titans. It looks so good, dude. It looks fantastic. Although I, I'm sad to say by this picture that they're kind of already ruining that Donna Troy, who died at the end of the the second season, is coming back. I didn't even yeah. notice her standing there. Yeah, I did. She wasn't in the trailer, but then I saw her in like the posters and stuff, and I'm like, I'm not surprised she's coming back because I remember laughing when season two ended. It was right around the time that the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer came out and Wonder Woman in 1984 in the trailer was riding lightning with her lasso and Donna Troy in Titans was killed by a lightning strike. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You kidding me? I remember thinking at the time how annoying that was. So I'm glad that she's not really dead. But I like the, I like Starfire and her, her outfit. I like that we're, you know, it's it's a different universe. So like Batman retires and he tells Dick to be a better Batman, and you get the the comic accurate Red Hood where he gets the Joker crowbar. Oh, I I can't wait. I'm so it excited looks, for it. Looks really good. Is Joker gonna be in it? Do we know? Well, you see kind of a silhouette of him beating Jason Todd. Yes, but like crowbar. you see like the cur- the coattails and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just wondering if he's actually gonna be in it because like. Bruce is in it, but we've never really seen Batman. I don't know if we'll see, like, I don't think, I don't know if we'll see anything more than the silhouette, but I mean, still just that you were getting that comic accurate death for this character is, is beyond exciting for me. It's, it's really cool. I really like that DC has kind of opened their minds a little bit to let these TV shows borrow characters that, that are movie properties because you remember back in the day with like smallville and arrow they weren't allowed to do that like well you remember they had to kill their... off their suicide squad because the suicide squad movie was coming out yeah like they it was so stupid they were like no we can't have those both coexist so yeah i agree with you it's great that we get to explore these storylines and the like tv Green arrow wanted to actually feature Harley Quinn or something like that, but they had to put her like in a like she can only it was Tara Strong through like a prison cell or something like that. Yeah, when they had their version of the Suicide Squad on there, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's nice. Like Joker kind of opened those doors for them, I think. And you can also they're also if you haven't watched Titans and you have TNT and you don't have HBO Max, they're also re-airing the first two seasons on TNT leading up to the debut of season three. Nice. So I think oh, it's nice. Thursday nights on TNT. You can watch. And season three is August twelfth, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if I can knock out another rewatch of that show before season three. This is one of my favorite comic book shows. I I love Titans. Season two, the ending 
sucked. Well, yeah, that's I still overall really like the show. But I, I think no, but I think it wasn't the pandemic. I think Joker is going to play a big part in it though too, because you have Barbara Gordon in her wheelchair, and the reason she got in that wheelchair is her her famous killing joke storyline where she gets shot in the back or gets shot and paralyzed mm-hmm. and put in the wheelchair. So Joker might play a bigger part in this season than than I think, but it's it it looks good to me. I mean, obviously they've done Joker in in you know live action before. It's not like it's unheard of. But TV? yeah, they did it in TV is what I meant to say. Yeah, TV. Um, why am what I forgetting the, kid, the kid's name? Gotham. They never oh, called him Joker. He's not Cameron Monaghan. That's his name. Dude, he was Joker and he was awesome. He's he one was, of the better live action Jokers. Like a, he was like a spinoff of Joker. He was, it was like, yeah, Jerome but Gotham didn't Joker stupid where you had two of them and it just, well, I didn't like that stuff. I agree. Just, but um, before all that yes. crap, I liked it, but anyway, we're not talking about that, but, I'm just saying that the precedent is set that Joker could appear in television. But pass. I want to bring up something real quick before moving to our next topic that's that's still in the realm of DC. Lance, you posed a good question in the chat earlier this week about Suicide Squad mm-hmm. and James Gunn. What did I say? About asking if that movie is good if they let him do something else. Yeah, what did I say? <laughs> I, I don't remember. That's why I was kicking it to you. I was gonna like, what did I, what did I say that he could do? I was, I was giving it to you to like bring it up since you, you're the one that posed the question. Dude, you gotta, you gotta like Space Jam. Can he do Space? Jam? Killing me. Yeah. Oh, right? no, not Space Jam. <laughs> I know. Now I did ask back. something that was like a spur of the moment question. Uh, franchise that he could do. So you said if Suicide Squad is any good, what do you think of Gunn directing an R-rated X-Force movie? Yes. Uh, that's what it was. Yes. I think that would be awesome because he could take like the MCU stuff that he did really well with Guardians of the Galaxy, take the stuff with Suicide Squad that for from what I've heard is, is good and combine those into an X-Force movie with Ryan Reynolds and like a true well, what I've heard movie. from people that have gotten an early preview of Suicide Squad, they said that that movie is absolutely bonkers. It is off the wall. It is violent. It's like nothing we've seen yet. Yeah, so, I'm excited for it. It's been a long time since I've been excited for a DC movie, and I'm very excited for this one. The interesting part on that is though is that they it came out that they offered him a Superman movie, and he turned that down and took Suicide Squad instead. You know he, what? I'm glad he did. I think he fits a Suicide Squad movie better than he fits a Superman movie. He, but his thing is he likes to take little known characters and kind of elevate them. It, it, I think it gives him a little bit more liberty to go outside of the boundaries of what people know the character to be and kind of reinvent them a little bit because Star Lord's completely different than what he was in the comics and Drax is different. Well, and- I feel like I was reading that he did a Google search. What is the weirdest DC villain? And it was Polka Dot Man. And that's why he wanted him in the movie. It's because he <laughs> wanted to just take the dumbest villain that he possibly could and put him in. And I love that. He like, should have put Calendar Man in like they did in the long Halloween that I just watched. <laughs> um, I, mean, I, I guess not. you're not following. Are you not following his Twitter? Because Calendar Man is in it. Oh, is he? Yeah, it's played by Sean Gunn. Oh, yeah. he Really? I thought he was. Cal- wasn't he playing? He plays Weasel. He's the the body oh, yeah. the body for Weasel. He's doing two things then, because he James oh, wow. Gunn posted on his Twitter that he's going to be Calendar Man. He had a picture of him. Hmm. 
Interesting. Uh, uh, Wiki says, I kind of say they did Trigon dirty in season one. I thought he was very lackluster. I agree. Oh, I totally what, agree. What were you saying, Lance? I don't remember now. <laughs> oh, did you watch Long Halloween? No, I have not. I stay away from those DC animated movies. I learned my lesson with Batman and Harley Quinn. And I'm never oh, going that, back. That's like the low, like, you can't get any lower. Listen, when, when you're having Dick Grayson and Harley Quinn, like, biblically pounded out, I'm I'm good. I don't need. Or they did the same thing in Killing Joke with, uh, was it Batgirl and Bat, or Nightwing or Batgirl and. Yeah, no, I'm good. We're good here. I don't need that. <laughs> I think I think that people give the DC animated movies too much credit because I don't think they're as good as as they used to be. They used to be really good, but I think they get way too much credit now. Dude, is oh, there you go. PD and Suicide Squad. Yeah, um, I don't think so. He's Unless he he might be voicing somebody, he might be voicing a character. Who are you talking about? Taika Waititi. Oh, I haven't heard about that. Speaking of Taika Waititi, though, did you guys see that freaking uh, Deadpool and uh, Cor or yeah, Cor? Yeah, yeah. Was YouTube video was freaking mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Did you see uh, Hugh Jackman uh, responded to it? Yeah. No, I didn't see that. He said um, four minutes, like four minutes and fifty seconds, and you didn't even mention me once. Your DP, your uh, therapy must be working. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> all right let's get into, into hawkeye lance you you had some stuff you want to talk about with hawkeye is hawkeye still coming in 2021 that was me actually i'm oh, was that you max that. yeah well i just i keep we haven't heard anything about this the show and i don't know i'm just is it coming in 2021 still because it's supposed it is, to late it is there's been I'm a just, lot about it actually there's been a lot of like on set uh photos that have been leaked of him and and Haley seinfeld together and costume and yeah yeah i've seen some of that it's just the official i haven't seen a ton of dog and stuff and so i'm just i'm starting to wonder i know that marvel has not pushed it i'm just starting to wonder if it's going to be pushed well and, i mean it got pushed at the end of black widow that's no, true. Talking about the date pushed, right? Yeah, I meant, I meant the date being pushed to 2022. But, but you're right. They that Black Widow was the first like official thing that I've heard about it in a while. That post credit scene. Well, so I don't know. I kind of wonder how much of like COVID messed this up because it kind of jumbled the release of all this stuff. Because if you remember when they first started announcing shows, I mean, I might be wrong, but I kind of remember hearing Falcon Winter Soldier being first, then we're getting Hawkeye, then WandaVision. And it kind of like jumbled everything up where we ended up getting WandaVision first. And then Falcon Winter Soldier had issues and got shut down. And then that came second. And and now they've also got slated um, Miss Marvel. They've got slated Moon Knight, She-Hulk, you know, Hawkeye. um, And the list goes on and on. But they're doing an Echo TV show based off the... Yeah, well, on spinning out of this, mm-hmm. but um, I, and I think then Black Widow constantly getting pushed, and I think there was stuff that needed, like I think you needed to get Black Widow out there before you could move into this because of the the way they tied it in and and all of that. So I think we're gonna get it. I think it's it's definitely gonna be the later half of the year. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm probably gonna say 
I would honestly probably say more like Thanksgiving, Christmas. <laughs> so it's funny in the chat, Mrs. The Hun just said Hawkeye is late. Fight me, bro. And I was literally <laughs> just thinking, I was about to say, I'm one of the only people that actually likes Hawkeye. And then boom, that comment. Well, you like Jeremy Renner in general. Like, weren't you I the do. one that was weren't you the one that was arguing for his born movie? Yeah, I like his born movie. Oh, you, you take him out, put him in timeout, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's a good movie. It's awful, awful. I, di- I completely disagree. I loved it. There's no ending. It's missing thirty minutes of that movie. There's an ending. They <laughs> sail off into the sunset. They clearly wanted a sequel, and so it doesn't get the resolution you wanted. But anyway, I want Hawkeye. I'm hoping it comes out later this year. I don't know what time frame you were going to say. I was expecting it like around November time frame. Just because they've got um, the Book of Boba Fett coming in December. I don't know that they want a Star Wars show and a Marvel show concurrently running, but maybe they don't mind. Well, I think you've already got a Star Wars show and a Marvel concurrently running and Bad Batch. Yeah, but Bad Batch is like this. It's not the same, I don't think. It's not the same tier as the Book of Boba Fett. Well, just because they're not, you know, live action versus cartoon. I wonder if that's why they tested Loki on Wednesdays. Hawkeye or or Boba Fett come out on Wednesdays. The other one comes out on Fridays. Yeah, that that may be the case. If if Disney's going to keep doing this one episode at a time thing, they're going to have numerous shows running concurrently. Yeah, I I think no, I think you're right. I'm just I'm not sure if they're going to get there in 2021, but maybe they will. Well, I think they can't. Didn't Disney come out and said that they're moving all of their their new release Prime content to Wednesdays as to do a Wednesday release because it does a better. Turner and Hooch just came out on a Friday. Yeah. I don't know. I thought thought it was just Loki, but I would be totally fine with them doing every show on Wednesday. I think that'd be. I thought I read somewhere that they're moving out. All their big stuff is going to be released on Wednesdays now instead of Fridays to give people time to to watch it before people, jackasses like us, go on the internet and ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) See, there there you go. Because all movies will be really. All Marvel releases will be Wednesdays going forward. There we go. So Marvel releases. For the facts. He said, he even said facts, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that. So then, you know, people get a chance to watch it before jackasses like us go on the internet and ruin it for everyone. You know? So, well, it gives me a chance to watch it twice. There you go. Or three times or something. Yeah, sure. Facts. Sure. Yeah. Once a day <laughs> before we talk about it. All right. You guys want to talk? Loki? Let's, get, yeah. let's get into Loki. I put Loki here strategically because it kind of falls out into the rest of what, what the big stuff we're going to talk about this week is. But let's talk. We're going to go over Loki as a series here and talk about it as a series. And then we can touch on the last episode and, and give spoilers. There will be spoilers in this, just so everyone knows. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. If you haven't watched the final episode of Loki, turn this off and come back when you have. Yeah, watch it later. But and if you're watching on YouTube, just skip forward until you no yeah, longer see the Loki go. picture and you'll yeah. know we're done talking about it. There you go. I. Honestly, this show was hard for me in, at the beginning. Like this, this is the first Marvel show that I feel was like a very slow burn with a huge payoff at the end. So like, I, I felt like the the first episode was hard. The first episode took me four watches. I fell asleep <laughs> the first three times in the middle of it, and so I had to. I finally got through it. Episode two was good, I thought, and episode, and then I kind of thought episode three was boring. I thought four was a little boring. Five, the five, the, the spoiler filled episode or not spoiled, but Easter egg episode as it's been 
so duly noted. Um, oh, with all the Lokis and Thor and all, all the Loki and the Thanos copter and the the Throg and and all that, and then the Thanos the final, copter. yeah, the Thanos copter. You didn't see the Thanos copter. Like the biggest joke in the comics that got moved in, like, well, they're walking through and there's a crash helicopter that says Thanos on the side of it. No, I didn't notice that. You guys are killing me here. I'm looking it up right now. But yeah, the Thanos copter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I realized that said Thanos on the side. <laughs> but Kyle's making fun of you guys. Kyle, Kyle says, Kang multiverse, the end. I agree. How could you miss that? But. What did you guys think of 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 Loki overall? I loved it I, all the way through. Go ahead, Lance. Well, three was slow. Episode three. I love three, but I understand why you thought it was slow. It was it was filler if there was any filler in that show. It was episode three was the one where they were like stranded together on that planet that was going to have an apocalypse, and they, they just kind of got to know each other. That's why I loved the episode. But yeah, some people hated it because of that. I feel like you could have condensed it. A little bit. My one my one thing with this show that I don't like about most of these shows is when they stick to six episodes. Like, I want a little bit more. Like, I, I felt like... I felt... I, I kind of agree with Matt, except I, I loved all of it. But the beginning is slower, and then it, like, really condenses those last two or three episodes. A lot of information all at once, where... I could have, I kind of wanted it to be stretched out, maybe just another episode or two, um, a little bit more. Did we lose him? Yeah, Matt's gone. (laughs) Um, but I, I feel like that it it was kind of rushed a little bit. The end. The king, or the he that remains, as as they're telling him. (laughs) Yeah, they never use the word king. Yeah, uh, I felt like his portion could have been could have been a, a bit longer and and really kind of explained the significance of his presence a little bit better. You know, significant of King's presence of he that remains, like what what he has been doing, because he goes so quickly and he's so flamboyant that I start to forget, or not. I, I'm starting to not understand what it is he's saying. You know what I mean? Like, because it was just so much information packed all at once. You're like, wait a minute. If he dies, then all the other ones get released. But there's only one timeline. So how is there other ones? You know, dude, that stuff, that stuff's confusing the crap out of me. Yeah. Like, I just and I'm starting to I'm I'm having to, like, change my mindset and realize that it's a comic book show. And that, yeah, yeah, I saw that. And that, like, time is not linear in this in this like show like that's if you think of time as linear it becomes more confusing so i have to like think about the fact that what he who remains which is king basically um what he's doing is as a a branch reality comes into be with like a loki for instance he plugs that loki out of that reality and then resets the timeline and so i just like i keep thinking about it i'm like well how is there old loki how is there this young loki how is there a different looking loki how is there like it's it's confusing but i think it's just like well i understand that part because they were they were pruned and then they get sent to the void and that's where they've all been so like the void 
that's the other thing that didn't make sense to me. So the void they kept saying it was like the end of time. It's when all the apocalypses happen, right? Is well, it's just wherever they send. It's wherever they send all of the pruned individuals. Kyle, it's just like Kyle. We're we're killing Kyle. Why don't you just come? Well, I can't let Kyle in the show because Matt's not here. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So old Loki got pruned from his timeline sent to the void and that's why he exists so they all exist in the void and they're just kind of running away from Eliath. yeah <laughs> grizzle geek says he shined up to show hey, hey matt you're gonna get or mike you're gonna get it now because matt's not here but breaker breaker it's friday night <laughs> <laughs> breaker breaker geekers oh there he is back. we're here what's up buddy daddy's back <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> Put the porn away. Yo, Put so the beer anyway, away. I loved the show through and through. I, I, I loved every episode. I really don't have any complaints. Um, episode four, for instance, was super exciting to me because I was like, "These time lords are fake. This isn't a thing. There's some. This is all a big lie." Like that's what I was thinking. And then we get to the end of episode four, and we find out the timekeepers are all just androids, and it is fake. And so then that, at that point, I was like, okay, I've been wondering if the, the main villain of this show is going to be Kang. And lo and behold, we get there, and it is. And I loved that. I, so what I was do, so stoked. Sorry, my power cut out. What, what do I need to yeah, correct you guys about? Apparently, you guys are going off the rails, and Kyle says, good, Matt can correct you. Or uh, Matt can so I had straight. a question. So in the show, they kind of described the void as being the end of time. And then, but Kang is saying he's at the end of time. Like, I understand the place that he's at is um, that uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what the the castle that King is in, but King is saying that he's he's at the end of time, but the void is at the end of time. So. I don't know, there's there's questions here, so how does King so if if King is keeping he that remains, I should say, just so we can keep it separate, he's saying that he's been keeping one singular timeline, right? One timeline. Mm -hmm. But if he dies, there's going to be multiple versions of him. Right. How? I don't understand that. If there hasn't been other timelines, then how is there other Kangs that exist? If there's only one timeline up until the point he dies, because when Loki comes back into the TVA and he's like in a different timeline where Mobius doesn't recognize him and there's a big Kang statue, that implies to me that that's always existed. How do you know this is the this timeline's always existed? How do you know this is the only timeline? So did they? Did just because of what King was or he that remains was saying before that that he was keeping the singular timeline, mm -hmm. or was he only keeping branches and there was already other timelines, but he was keeping branches at bay? It just doesn't make it. I still have questions and I'm hoping Ant-Man answers a lot of those. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm also confused because I understand that there's multiverses like DC has a multiverse as well. Right. But Loki seems to explain that the multiverse existed and then it got combined into one timeline. And that's what he who remains has been managing. And so I guess we're, what we're trying to figure out is why does him dying automatically get rid of that? if he created the TVA to manage all of that. At least that's what so, I'm wondering. Well, he's com he's keeping these singular timelines because 
as he's explaining it, he's saying that, you know, all these other versions of himself have come together and they started conflicts and they started the, the, you know, multiverse wars and the, and so this, this one timeline is, is keeping himself at bay. Like that's the whole thing about Kang is Kang's whole thing is reincarnation. He always comes back. He's, he's basically inevitable. He's always coming back. He's always coming back. He's always coming back. Yeah. So this timeline could be, you know, it could be a lie saying that this is the, the big timeline, but like we were, we learned in infinity war every time they went, when the Avengers went back in time, they created a new branch, you know, and they, and then they say, well, the Avengers were, that was meant to happen. It's supposed to happen. So we don't know if this timeline is the actual timeline. We don't even know if what Kang is saying is, is true. Because he could have, it kind of feels like he created the TVA as a big facade to to kind of hide what he was doing. So he's kind of the shadow government. So there's different versions of of Kang, and and Kang, if you look at Kang's history, he's so and ingrained in in time to where at one point he thought he was a descendant of Reed Richards, and he went back in time to the Egypt to the age of Egyptians and basically made himself a Pharaoh and hooked up and tried to seek out apocalypse before apocalypse became a, you know, a, a massive thing and making him an apprentice. And there's Kang is so in depth with history and the timelines and the multiverse that there's, it's he's, a, there's just so many layers to this character. Like you really have to like do your research on him because he's, He's a very he's my, like an onion. He's there's very many layers to to Kang, and different versions of him, and different versions of him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so this just... Kang was keeping all the other Kings at bay, right? And so mm-hmm. by destroying him, now you've got chaos. So interesting enough, Grizzle Geek was talking tonight on on their podcast, saying that they don't know, they want to know how Kang is going to fit into. Spider-Man and they were talking about how they didn't feel like the Marvel TV shows um, are a must watch for the casual Marvel fan and oh, I disagree skip them. They can skip them and go to the movies. So I disagree too. And I think Loki changes that because Loki gives you the explanation of what's going on in Spider-Man far from home. So if Far From Home goes, not Far From Home, sorry, No Way Home. If No Way Home goes the way that we've been hearing it is with the the multiverse and we already know you're getting these different versions of villains coming through, Loki starts that. Because the, or you know, female Loki killing this version of Kang, breaking out these, the, the branches of time, creates these multiple universes now the multi the multiverse is here now so, so they because can bring of loki in, right this multiverse can, and spider-man's even possible so they can like there's uh, rumors going around that hugh jackman appears in um, um spider-man no no, no. Uh, doctor strange and the multiverse of madness there's rumors about that because a picture came up he posted on his yeah he posted on his instagram a picture of wolverine's hand with the claws coming out and then the next picture was him and Kevin Feige together. So he's either trolling or he's going to show up somewhere soon in that version of Wolverine, which allows them 
to bring in these Fox characters and bring in mutants and explain all of this now because these they've expanded the multiverse. So I think Ryan Reynolds just finally wore Hugh Jackman down. No, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I don't think I don't. I really don't think Hugh Jackman's going to come back for like a prominent Wolverine role. But I could no, see but... him. I could see him in Doctor Strange making a small appearance, and that would be awesome. I wonder if if they'll use Hugh Jackman's Wolverine to introduce the new Wolverine. Like maybe he, I don't know. Maybe a Hugh Jackman and then comes back as like a younger version or something. Well, it's going to be a version of him. So just like you're going to get different versions of Peter Parker in far from and no way home. You're going to get different versions of Electro. You're going to get different versions of Norman Osborn, different versions of Doc Ock. All the, that that's that if you watch Loki, it just opened up like I said, it opened up the the Marvel multiverse and explains why all these characters are going to be showing up in so, Spider-Man. It explains me, so. the multiverse to the casual fan who would otherwise go into go into Spider-Man and be like, what the hell am I watching? What the hell is going on here? Imagine if you watched Endgame and then you watch whatever the next movie is that Loki is in. Hand gestures do help a lot, Kyle. (laughs) You watch the next movie of whatever Loki's in, right? And you didn't watch a show, you're going to be like, wait a minute, didn't he die? Like, how is he back? Like, even simple things like that would confuse the casual watcher, I believe. But I think even casual watchers are watching these shows because we know, like Disney has said, these streaming numbers for these shows have been astronomical. No, I, I, there's no doubt that they they are. But I'm just saying they they. I found that interesting that they they don't think that you have to watch the Marvel shows no. to to get the movies. And I think yeah. if you're a casual fan and you don't know what's going on in, in Spider Man and you don't know about the multiverse and you don't know what happened and WandaVision and, and Loki and how much Loki, let's face it. That last episode of Loki just changed the Marvel universe oh, yeah. for the foreseeable future. It set up the new phase for the foreseeable future, which is why yeah. I think black widow falls so flat for me. Well, I was black thinking that too, like so linear and like they've had all these shows come out since uh, WandaVision and Loki that have, that have so many different layers to it right like the storyline's not linear at all with these shows really um think about wandavision i mean it's showing kind of in a much simpler fashion but it's showing two different realities right her in her tv reality and then the shield agents outside there's it, there's not a linear storyline with with black widow it is so plain and there's there's no real texture there it's just it's plain heavy plain widow that it just feels flat yeah, well, I, I think we can all agree there that um, um, Black Widow well, I can't was boring. I, I'm Italian. It, it is. Freeze. Are they making fun of me? Is that why? I, I don't know if they're making fun of you. If they are, I didn't even notice that you use hand gestures that much. I do too, but I think they're below the camera. No, because I was doing it. And then Max started doing it, and now you're doing it. So I just think like hand gestures are just. <laughs> what do I do with my hands? Yeah. What, what is that movie where where Will Ferrell's just constantly? <laughs> it's uh, Talladega, Talladega Nights. Nights. Yeah, 
but anyway, Loki, dude, Loki shakes it up like crazy. Black Widow doesn't feel like a start to phase four. Loki really feels like a start to phase four. And what I'm wondering is, is this multiverse stuff you think, is it only going to be a phase four arc or is this our next like Thanos arc? And is this going to last for the next three phases? What do we think? I think um, Kang is the next big villain. Yes, I think Kang is going to be around for a while. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, to throw up here real quick is because um, I think I think people are sleeping on on this last episode of Loki and not paying a lot of attention to it. But let me share this. I I, I shared this in our our chat with you guys, but I don't know how many people caught this. Oh, are you talking about the mid credits? Yeah, Fantastic you, Four. When you had your credits going, that looks an awful lot like the Fantastic Four symbol that they're using to, to to bring in the Fantastic Four into the MCU. It does, and they do a lot of. Kang has a like I said, he was he thought he was a descendant of Reed Richards. There's a lot of of uh, Fantastic Four stuff that revolves around Kang, so. I'm super yeah, interested. Black Widow came out that. July 3rd. Yeah. Solo Wookiee didn't realize Black Widow was out yet. Oh, yeah. It came out July last 9th. week. It yeah. July well, 9th, last, no, yeah. It came out last week. I thought he was kidding. <laughs> That's why I didn't say anything. I thought he was just joking around in the chat. <laughs> but so crazy that that was hidden in the locker if it is a Fantastic Four non. Did you see that? I uh, think it is because they had the same thing in one of the, I think. One of the other shows had a similar thing too. It's not the first time we've seen the Fantastic Four logo. Oh, it was during um, Phase Four when they said Phase Four and they like announced it. It had a Fantastic Four logo, so I, I think we're going to be getting Fantastic Four within the next three to three or so I years. I think they're going to be pivotal. I think Reed Richards is necessary now that Tony Stark's not there. Mm. I think I don't know. To bring but... in that scientist figure again. Look at it this way. All right. This move, this show just set up Secret Invasion because right now, what's the one thing everyone's complaining about or what's complaining about? The scrolls are good guys. The scrolls are good guys. The scrolls are good guys. This just changed that. Yeah. So you can get a different timeline or a different variant of the scrolls that come in and just start fucking everything up. This and this this did so much for the MCU moving forward that I'm like it got me so excited. Like I wasn't excited for the next phase. I was like, all right, I don't see what they're gonna do. After watching WandaVision, I was like, all right. Then Falcon Winter Soldier, I was like, okay, big deal. You know, you get that big reveal who the power broker is. How is this changing anything? Yeah, it wasn't that exciting. This is way more exciting for the overall. Everyone specced on you know, it was like a bait and switch. Everyone specked on um, the devil, Mephisto being in WandaVision. Mephisto being in WandaVision. And it was kind of teased, a cock tease to us, left there hanging, and never happened, right? Well, I Then think, everyone's uh, like, I th- what's that? I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be prominent in Doctor Strange, don't you? Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um but then everyone was like, there's no way they're going to reveal Kang in, in this. There's no real way they're going to reveal Kang and Loki. Like the, the signs were all there. 
and we were expecting again a bait and switch that it's never going to happen, never going to happen, and they did it. And by her killing him and releasing all the other timelines branching off in the multiverse, it's shit's about to hit the fan. Yeah, and I'm here for it, and I'm super excited for it. Um. I wasn't as excited for the new Ant-Man movie and this show got me excited for that movie. Um like and Jonathan Majors, dude, can we just say how awesome he was? In oh, he was great. Little Have you you guys neither of you have seen Lovecraft Lovecraft County, right? No. Country? Country. Seen Lovecraft Country. Not county. <laughs> but he was fantastic in that. So I was really uh excited when I heard he was being cast. But he exceeded my expectations just in this short little episode. Uh, like, I'm excited to see what he can do. I mean, and, and think of it this way. The main big bad isn't a California raisin, so that's nice, too. But Well, and we also, the reality is I don't think the king we're going to get in Ant-Man is going to have the same personality. I mean, maybe, but the whole point is it's going to be a different version. And so I'm excited to see this actor is going to probably play several different versions of the same character. And we're going to get to really see this guy's acting chops. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm so excited about is just being able to see so many different layers and seeing him put different spins. We kind of got the same thing out of Loki a little bit, like seeing that character with so many different uh, personalities and stuff, obviously different actors, but Jonathan Majors gets to do it all him, you know? So. Yeah, man. But, I don't know. I'm excited. But see, I think one of the things in this too is I think people are looking at when they're talking about timeline in this, right? They're talking they're, they're literally taking that timeline. I honestly think that they're talking multiverse because each one of these Loki's is different. So I think they're being plucked out of a different time or, or a different multiverse and put in this timeline. I think they're, they're, season two is going to break down that there's of Loki is going to break down that there's more to this timeline that this timeline is a facade what they were all what they were told was a facade and that the different versions of loki are picked from different part different times in the multiverse or different parts of the multiverse because that's what you were asking max is right is like why is each loki different mm-hmm. why do they look different if it's time they should all be the same right it's the same timeline so they should all be the same why they look different i think it's going to be more of you finding that he was picking people out of the multiverses to make this, this facade. Mm-hmm. So, which explains why the low, the, this variant of Loki looks like the Loki in the timeline we know. Right. So I think it's, it's, it's more has to do with like the, the realization of the multiverse and that he's picking people from the multiverse rather than the timeline. So. Yeah. I think this yeah, is a, this was used to get your mind in the realm of multiverse and the multiverse of madness is going to open that up more and then you know then Spider-Man's going to really hammer home multiverse which, when you have all these other villains and stuff coming through which now that we've seen this we know or we've been told that it's Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland do you think there's going to be other versions of Spider-Man in that movie? Mm, probably not. No, I don't think so. So I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just that would be too much yeah. to have all of a sudden another actor 
playing another version, unless you wanted to bring in Miles Morales. Like, I'm sure that would be cool. People would appreciate that. But I don't think you'd want another Peter Parker. So you don't think Spider-Ham? We got Alligator Logie. You don't think we're going to get spider I mean, I don't think so. Not in a movie. Yeah, I don't see the movie going that campy. But <laughs> Kyle's laughing because we keep saying multiverse. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's hard not to. I thought he left. Kyle. He did, but he just can't have a good show and then he comes back. He can't have He's enough. Like, you know what? I didn't give those guys enough shit. I'm coming back for another <laughs> <two. laughs> like, You know, we've got multiverse Kyle on the show now, so we just he's gotta keep coming back, right? <laughs> we got variant Kyle. We've got Kyle and variant Kyle, so <laughs> that's a but, good one. I like that. Variant Kyle. But, I mean, I think we've pretty much beat on Loki, but Look, I think Loki changes, like I said before, Loki changes the Marvel, the way the Marvel Universe is viewed going forward. It opens the door. It lets the casual viewer in on what's going to happen in, in these next two movies. Um, <laughs> Shang-Chi aside, um, you know, it's, it, it opens up the door of what's going to happen in, in Doctor Strange and what's going to happen in, in uh, Spider-Man. So, Well, I was reading something about the Eternals that that this is what draws the Eternals out because the Eternals have been in hiding for so long that this whole multiversal war thing is what draws them out of the shadows and kind of establishes their prominence. And I was also reading that Shang-Chi will have a little bit of a multiversal element because we saw abomination in the trailers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why that's multiversal, but, because he was from the MCU, this main timeline. But yes, he was. He was in the Edward Norton Hulk movie. We just haven't seen him in so long. I think that's why people are asking questions of why he's there yeah. now. Sure. You know, because but, we've only gotten one Hulk movie. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Abomination. Which I I I read somewhere that um they they may be making another one, a Hulk movie. Man, you must be predominant on we got this covered, huh? <laughs> is, that like, is that like your homepage? We got this covered? No, no, no. I do see him on. I see we got this covered on my Facebook. Like I'll get but notifications. They're Facebook. right about one out of twenty times. So yeah, they're reliable. No, I, I saw the the Hulk thing on. Like someone was just writing an opinion piece on it, so it wasn't like news or anything, but. Um, I I don't see why they wouldn't make another Hulk movie. I don't think most um, people want it. I don't really yeah. want it. I loved I him, and I thought he was great as a second character in Ragnarok. I thought that was awesome. Well, but I don't need to read his own movie. She Hulk, right? Mark Ruffalo's in. Yeah, he's going to be in She Hulk. Yeah. But so moving on here. We also got that Kevin Feige has said that there have been several meetings about the the multiverse and the fact that they actually have a Kyle's favorite word multiverse war room set up <laughs> equipped with a giant whiteboard where they have to write down all the events from the movies that are taking place to keep the multiverse accurate and to have a accurate multiverse timeline. So Chris um, Chris says the Universal still owns part of Hulk distribution, so no solo film. There you go. Yeah, I knew that I was the reason in the past, but I didn't know if that had run out yet. No, every time Disney reuses him, like extends the 
the contract. Kyle's all about the multiverse. <laughs> um, he, they're still gonna mess up somewhere. Some like some guy somewhere is gonna be like, wait a minute, you guys said this and now you did this. Like they're gonna mess up somewhere. They always do. Like Kevin Feige seems to have like this very clear cut plan, and then somebody always figures something out. And then two movies later, we have something that retcons it. You know what? Let's be real. They've done, what, 27 movies now or something like that? 28? And their timeline's been pretty good over 28 movies. The Fox movies after three were all jacked up. And it didn't (laughs) get any better after that. So at least Marvel proper has done a better job. Yeah. So... Do you think so? Now we've seen these this multiversal thing that's happening, and and we know Doctor Strange is coming out. Do you guys think that we'll see um, Pietro again? I hope so. Evan Peters, Pietro, or Aaron Taylor Johnson? I think so, especially with the with the um, word that must not be said happening, because he's so popular, man. They're gonna. I, I just think he's gonna be brought in somehow. You don't take a fan favorite like that and have a multiverse and not somehow bring him in. I don't know that they'll bring the rest of the X-Men characters from Fox over, but I think they, I think he might, might stick. Do you think that, uh, so everybody was really upset about the boner joke at the end of WandaVision, right? Because it was stupid. Do you think that he's actually Ralph Boner and he, or do you think he's actually Pietro and Ralph Boner is a facade? I think he's actually Ralph Boner. That's kind of what I think. I think they're going to find another creative way to bring him in. Yeah. Or they're not. But I, I think more than likely they will. He's perfect, though. He's so good. Matt, what do you think of him as Quicksilver? I I didn't care for him, honestly. I don't think either, casting, I don't think either casting of Quicksilver has been good. Even in WandaVision? Because I, I thought WandaVision, he was fantastic. Mm, not, not so really. much the X-Men movies. But not really. I just, I, I mean, I don't think either iteration of Quicksilver has been what I would like to see. But what I would like to see is it's vastly different than what we're getting. So, <laughs> I don't and then you get a boner joke on top of it, Ralph Boner. Don't get me wrong; I'm a fan of a good boner joke. I mean, if you watch the show, <laughs> you know boner jokes are. I mean, I made a joke about you court. and Felicia with a with a trumpet earlier. I, <laughs> That's true. I don't know. The first but... episode I ever listened to, you guys spent forty five minutes talking about Batman's root. Yes, about, so. yeah, <laughs> the good old days. I think I think that's acceptable. Like forty five minutes is what is acceptable to talk about Batman's root. I just think you know you owe it that. I was just disappointed you it's never legend gave alone. You owe a review. That. You didn't give it a nine point eight. Oh. You didn't even give us a review. It's a 10 across the board. There you go. All right. <laughs> length, girth, and the amount of how about the, 10 across the board. How about the swimmers? I think I think Batman swimmers get a, a 7 out of 10. You know, Damien's a bit Dude, of a dick. that guy's... Oh, that's true. He does have a kid. I forgot about Damien. <laughs> I was like, that guy gets, you know, or has the opportunity for more tail than probably any other superhero 
He's got a bat condom ready constantly. He crushes <laughs> so much ass that like bat condoms in the utility so belt are made just, out of Kevlar. That's why yeah. he doesn't have any kids. <laughs> They're just a fucking a must, you know. There's no accidents. He's got a little dispenser that he clicks on, and a little robot arm comes out and opens it and puts it on for him, then goes back mm-hmm. in. So he's always ready, you know. <laughs> he's got a lot of tools in that that little gadget belt. That's <laughs> oh you know. There's a reason Batman doesn't have more kid illegitimate children out there. There's so much as much ass as he crushes. But that's the only reason he got Damien is because his mom's an assassin, so she Talia's an assassin, so she parked poked holes in the condom when he wasn't looking. Well, she's been trying to trap him into marriage like every time I see her on screen. Yeah. Like every time I see her, she's trying to convince him to stay or take Listen, over or... batman is the man that's always he's he's got a contingency plan for everything you ain't getting pregnant unless he wants you to get pregnant right <laughs> like nick cannon and yeah. you're not getting him into a shotgun wedding he will find a way out of it <laughs> oh man <laughs> um Cut. what no go ahead what you a dick in the comics yep he was kind of a dick in wandavision hmm Constantly coming up, constantly pointing out that Vision was dead <laughs> to Wanda, yeah. who's obviously grieving. <laughs> yeah, but that was basically Agatha. Still a dick move. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, I'm going to circle back real quick to, to Loki, too. The one other thing that excites me about the ending of Loki is we might actually be able, we might have actually found a way where we can get a comic book accurate Venom and Spider-Man, where, it's, where we see Tom Holland in the symbiote yeah you brought that up in our in our text chat and that has me more excited than most of the things we talk about on this show like because you guys know spider-man's my favorite character and uh he's everybody's favorite character (laughs) (laughs) and uh the idea that spider-man is shackled because sony is so uh stubborn tone deaf tone deaf and stubborn to make their own little stupid spider-man universe that he can't have all these other things at his disposal disposal that makes spider-man great venom or now they're making a craven the hunter movie which i don't know why or you know all these other characters that that sony's been talking spider woman and all these other things that sony's been talking about creating um if marvel finds a way to really unlock the doors when it comes to to spider-man's backstory that would be phenomenal and i think that's also why we haven't gotten a uh no way home trailer yet is because i think they were waiting for the end this final episode of loki to air air so people can understand the multiverse and what's going to happen going forward and now they can release that trailer where people aren't going to be like oh what the fuck is this i was literally thinking that i actually wonder if there's going to be some degree of the trailer is going to contain something that would have spoiled loki yeah. That's kind of why I think it hasn't aired yet. Which I think it's either going to come before Shang-Chi, before before the movie, or in the NBA Finals, one of the NBA Finals. I think we're getting Game 7, because let's, be fa- let's face it, they're going to Game 7. Yeah, no yeah. no road team is winning this. Yeah. This thing. It sure doesn't seem like it. <laughs> uh, uh, the Suns can pull Chris it out Geek tomorrow. says back to batman he's infertile but he does have a frequent buyer's card from gotham orphanage he's not infertile though because damien is his biological child 
he just he's just got contingency plans, you know. He crushes so much ass that he's got, you know, if he she's like, I'm pregnant, he gets quick like fucking jab to her stomach. Hold on, you keep saying vasectomy. Well, you keep saying girls do. Well, also Matt keeps saying that he keeps crushing ass. I mean, that's not the right hole to get people pregnant. (laughs) So. Listen, all right. I know your Boy Scout troop might be listening, so I don't want to go through the the term "crushing ass" and what it really represents. But you know, it doesn't literally oh, mean crushing ass. It means crushing multiple literal. holes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it means putting it in whatever hole you want to. That's what I mean. We're crushing ass, man. My favorite's the ear hole. Yeah, mine oh, is the the fourth I'm hole behind the your knee. eardrum. It's behind the knee. You just gotta believe it's there. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole new meeting to bend the knee. Yes. Oh man, crushing so much ass that the hole is behind the knee. (laughs) Um, Keep talking about crushing ass. I don't. What do you mean? That's that's not literally crushing someone's ass. (laughs) I know that. All right, moving on. We're going to talk a little bit of game news. As um, go ahead, what what are we we looking here? I will jump right in on this. Suing somebody, (laughs) dude. Okay, this was not something I had heard anything about. I wasn't expecting this. I'm really stoked. This is the Steam Deck, and it's basically a Switch sized. It's a little bigger than the Switch, but it's a Switch sized computer. It's a PC. Like it's not like a Steam console. It is a PC. It'll play all of your PC games from your Steam library. You could even it, it comes pre-installed with a um, a Linux-based system, uh, Steam OS. Android. Uh, no, it's a Steam OS, but like you can you could wipe that OS, install Windows on it, or you could sideload Windows on it, so you could do all of your Windows games. Like this thing is a legit gaming device, and don't get me wrong, it's not like some powerhouse that you're going to want to hook up to your TV for 4K gaming. It won't do that as far as like graphical output, it's about as powerful as a PS4, but here's the thing. It's got a 720p screen. Damn good for, for, a yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the thing is it's only trying to output at 720p. It's got a better processor than the Xbox one or the PS4 had like the CPU. I mean, so it's going to do a better job at playing games than those consoles ever did. Essentially what I'm hearing is this thing is t- targeting medium to high settings and pretty much any game. And it'll be able to run them at a reasonable refresh rate. You might be getting games at 30 frames a second on this thing, but the point of this is to be portable. So it's I I'm stoked for it. I, I'm not necessarily planning to pick it up day one, but I'm I'm really excited. Like the only bummer for me is I prefer offset thumbsticks. I'm an Xbox guy. That's my 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 preferred controller. But there's another thing about this that this picture doesn't show that I that I we'll give it extra credit for on the back. There's four paddles like, like these, you know, scuff controllers or the Xbox elite controllers that you can program and use however you want. And I only game on an Xbox elite controller. That's the only way that I'll use like my Xbox controller. Obviously for PlayStation, I can't do that, but so I love this. Like I am going to get one of these someday. Yeah. You've got the elite series two right there. That's what I've got. I love my, I love mine. And I've got my my back buttons programmed. So this is something that when I go on a business trip, when I go on vacation with my wife and my or my kid, whatever, I can take this thing with me and I can play all my PC games. About a year ago, I switched over to PC from console and I've been absolutely loving it. So this right here is 
awesome. And even if you're not like super into PC games, this, if you have a Game Pass subscription, Game Pass Ultimate subscription, this is basically a mini Xbox that you're taking on the go with you. Any of your Xbox Game Pass games for PC, boom, play it on here if you install Windows on it. Like, this is really cool. Oh, so I would have to unload the Linux operating system and put Windows on there to get the Game Pass games. Potentially. There might They might release an official solution to that before this thing releases. I don't know if they're partnering with Microsoft or not. But right now, because this is on Steam OS, it won't necessarily interact properly with Game Pass, which is a Windows piece of software. So, yeah, you would have to wipe the OS and then put Windows on it, which isn't well, overly is difficult. Is going to have like, any sort of app store on it? it? Well, other than your Steam store. Yeah, it'll have the it Steam probably, store preloaded. It probably won't have like Netflix or... This is going to be pure gaming. I don't think you're going to get netflix or see but hulu or but it will because it's literally a pc so if you want to watch hulu hbo max disney plus netflix you can now you might do it be doing it from a browser yeah or a pc app because there are pc apps for those but anything a pc can do this thing can do so it is definitely excelling beyond what the switch can do it can't play nintendo games i mean unless you get bootleg ones other than that, it's going to play any of the PC games you have. It's going to play any of those apps. If you want to watch Voodoo on this thing, you want to whatever. I mean, it's only a seven-inch screen. It's not like massive. It's barely bigger than my phone screen. But I think this well, is that's what absolute the new, win. That's what the new Nintendo is, right? A seven-inch. Yeah, I think it's about, yeah, I think it's seven-inch. Seven inch. Mm -hmm. But it's for the um, PC gamer on the go. So you can play your PC games I'm interested on in the that. go. And you're not I'm, handcuffed to buying multiple versions of a game because you can buy it for your p if you're a pc gamer you can buy this for your pc and you can play it on the go if you don't have a laptop mm -hmm. and handheld versus having exactly. to buy the same game on nintendo switch and how often do you see people that have a switch saying oh i wish they would port x game to the switch so i can play it on the go that's not a concern with this if it currently plays a, if it's a pc game it will play now Four years from now, are the most current games going to play well on this? Who knows? Maybe not. But for now, any game that's currently out, it should it should run it. But if it's built like a PC in four or five years, whenever the warranties it expired, I could potentially upgrade components within this. No, I don't think you're going to be able to upgrade components within this. I don't. In fact, they the. Uh, so IGN is kind of running the story on this one. That was one of the questions that Ryan McCaffrey at IGN asked the people at Valve. And they said, no, this isn't like, it's, it's a PC, but it's not, it's not one that you're going to be able to customize like that. So there is an like SD a... port. If you want to put an SD card in for more storage, but that's about it. They're going to treat it like any other game console at that point where you're going to have to upgrade and buy the next console and, and mm -hmm. all that. Yeah. And there's three SKUs to this thing. Cause here's the, here's the downside. So it's $399 for the base model, but it's only 64 gigs of storage, which means that if you wanted to play Call of Duty Cold War or War Warzone on this, you can't even download them because right. <laughs> that's not enough. There's not enough storage on it. But there's like I think it's $529 for a 256 gigabyte Jesus version. Christ, at that point, or, buy a or, or 650, <laughs> yeah, or 650 bucks for a 500 gigabyte model. And so that's that is where part of me is like. I don't know. Like five hundred and twenty-nine bucks seems. That's more than the Xbox over the PS5. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. 
the hell's wrong with this it? thing? This thing's 50 more bucks. Well, it's a PC. This thing's 50 more bucks than the switch for the base model, but that's only 64 gigs of storage. So that does suck. But again, you, you can put PC, but that's a gray area. I can't freaking type a paper on this for school or something like, like the PC. like having, you a, could, you could PC. plug this into a monitor and, and do that. You could plug, you could plug a keyboard and mouse into this. You could do, you could do Bluetooth. On well, this let me, thing. Let's see this question. Why would you want to type a paper on this thing? You wouldn't. Exactly. No, well, Whose mind saying. goes to? You, you think it's sweet? A Steam PC gaming console on the go. I can Lance's use my mind switch to, to do my homework. Yeah, let me type a fucking paper on my little. <laughs> no, I'm just switch. saying that you're that you're you're using that PC term a little bit too liberal. Like I could spend six hundred and fifty dollars on a laptop or an actual PC and get more out of it than I could this. The only thing this provides me more than a $500 laptop is the on the go on the go, but a laptop yes. is technically on the go as well. This is, is just all in one. This is smaller than a laptop, but yeah, no, I get I'm it. Just like, their price point seems a little off. Maybe, maybe I, I, I don't know. That's why I'm not sure if I'm going to get one on, you know, on the at launch or not. I think I'm going to get one, but I don't know because again, for 700 bucks, if I just want a laptop to take with me on vacations, I could get a pretty okay gaming laptop for 700 bucks. Now that I would be more powerful than can, this. I do know that you can, um, a Nintendo switch, you can hack them and put Android on them. Well, I'm sure you could put Android on this. No, but what I'm saying is at that point, would it be essentially the same thing? Well, the cool thing about this too, is if it's looked at like a PC, you can probably, at some point, someone will make an emulator for it, and you can probably play PlayStation games on it or mm-hmm. N64 games on it, and, and different games on the emulator that this can that can be put on these. So there, there's a, oh, absolutely. a bigger realm happen. of of possibility with these and like the Switch and stuff. But it, it it basically it's more geared towards people that are only PC gamers that want something to be able to play their Steam library on the go. And don't want to buy a switch and then have to rebuy the same game over and over again. So another question I have, because most PC gamers that I know, the reason they're PC gamers is because they like that mouse and keyboard of playability, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than a than a controller. So if if somebody bought one of this and they're a PC gamer and that's why they play PC games, they would then have to also carry a mouse and keyboard with them to play on this. Yes and no. So yeah, I mean, obviously there's no mouse and keyboard here, but if you notice underneath each of the paddles, there's these like squares. Those are actually touch sensors that can be used like a trackpad on a mouse. So like they were showing, if you wanted to play portal, for instance, you could use your left thumbstick for looking around, but then use the right, you know, trackpad to, uh, or sorry, you could use the left thumbstick to like move up and down and strafe and stuff. And then you could still use like you had a mouse um, with the right hand. So don't get me wrong. It's not going to be as good as like having an actual mouse, but the point is this is portable. Yeah. Like, no, I understand every point you're making it. You had me like, I was like, I'm going to buy this. Like mm-hmm. I, you, you sold me, I'm going to buy it. And I'm not a PC gamer. I just thought about all the other mm-hmm. potential things that I could do with it. But now yeah. because he can't type a fucking paper on point. it, he's out. No, no, that's not what, <laughs> no, but when, you, no, I was just using that as a, as an example, like, where the a laptop you have yeah like laptop's better do, for that. 
if I want to do like I I do um, Photoshop and Illustrator and all that stuff, I can't do that on this. I can no. do that on a PC. So that's what I'm saying. Like you saying, that but it's not meant for that. It's kind of a liberal. So I, no, I'm I'm going to argue with you. I'm going to push back again and say you can do that, but it's not designed for it. Right. But it's the yeah, same thing. If you bought a if you bought a desktop computer for four hundred bucks, you wouldn't want to do video editing on that either. Not video editing, but I could do Photoshop on it easily. Yeah, you can do Photoshop on your phone. You, you can do Photoshop on this too. It's you could a matter of again. You know, they're 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 making a dock for it, just like the Switch. If you want to put this on your TV or if you want to plug it into a monitor, you could. I, again, the point of it is to be for gaming. I understand. I'm again just against the price point. My argument on that would: Why wouldn't you just have it? If you're going to worry about Photoshop, you're going to use a tablet. You're not going to use your little handheld seven-inch gaming device to do Photoshop on. I'm just That's saying where your iPad comes in. You're getting, Lance this, is getting frustrated. Yeah, I'm just saying to call this a PC is underselling PCs. God damn it! I just want to type my thesis on the fucking thing. That's all I want to do. I want to be able to play games yeah, your wife, and type my your thesis. Wife. And I can't do it. I don't understand why I can't do it. Like, just come on. I'm just saying, when you buy a PC, it has many practical uses, right? When I buy, like, they're they're not comparable, in my opinion, to say that a 500 gig system of this should be $650. Well, listen. When I could buy a laptop for $650, have more computing power than I get from this, and just bring an Xbox controller with me. Right. Let's be honest. This is a gaming device. Gaming gamers are perverts, so this is going to be used to play your Steam games of your PC gamer and look at Pornhub. <laughs> it's about what it's about what it's going to be used for. So he's, I think they gotta, nobody's I think typing they a thesis on it. I think they got to come down on this price point. That's they're not they're not going to. I'm surprised they got it as low as they did. To be perfectly honest with you, PC gaming is just notoriously way more expensive. Than console gaming but you got to think too you're paying to make that much storage in this small of a device there's more technology that goes into it so you're paying for for that advancement because look at a hard drive now like even like a standard hard drive is is pretty big and even like an s or ssd is smaller but you know it's still a, a relatively it's bigger than what's going to fit in this so you're right, thinking so- storage you're probably getting like a stick of storage in it so it's i'm okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do a side by side here at a because i was curious i just googled gaming laptops and i found a 700 dollar acer nitro 15.6 inch laptop so it's got an i5 for the processor which is agreed i just need to scroll Pornhub with one thumb thank you <laughs> so so at a quick glance the processor in this steam deck versus the 700 dollar gaming laptop or Pretty comparable, actually. This one's a 2.4 to 3.5 gigahertz in speed. The laptop is 2.5 gigahertz in speed. So that's already pretty comparable. The solid state drive on this thing is only 256 gigabytes. So technically with the $650 Steam Deck, you get double the storage. And then if we look at the GPU... Do you have cloud-based storage on this? You could, yeah. But it's got an expandable SSD. And it's got got an expandable expandable SSD. SSD an SD slot. SD, so yeah, yeah. you can add, you can buy the base model and add more to it. And then, so looking at GPU, this laptop has a GTX 1650. I don't know exactly how these compare. The 1650, I would imagine, is a better GPU than what's in this thing by quite a bit, actually. But still, 
the point is that's pretty comparable in price actually for a okay, $700 laptop to this. Go ahead. You left out a couple things. So the 650 it's not just more storage. It's mostly just more storage. But yes, you get a carrying case and the screen's got like an anti-scratch, right? And what else? Well, it's it's a different screen altogether. So like Apple does this where they where like their iWatches you could get the whatever they call their glasses, but different tiers like you have different kind of glass. It's a completely different glass. It's not just a screen protector. But the other thing is you also get exclusive Steam community profile bundle. I'm, assu I'm assuming that usually costs money. Oh, man, I need that. Yeah, that's well, not something that I care how you about. Play these games? Isn't there like a... That's probably... Or something no, that? it's probably just like avatars and like others, just cosmetic stuff for your Steam. So here's one more stat. The $700 laptop has 8 gigs of RAM. Steam Deck has 16 gigs of RAM. This thing is an extremely good value for what it is. But anyways, I digress. I feel like I'm 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 nerding out a lot, but I feel like I'm talking too long about this. We can move on. No, to you're good. Else. You're good. Well, I'm looking just, at it right now. What's the reservation fee? How we're much just does it cost five bucks, I think. We're just slowly watching Lance spiral into turmoil because he can't type a fucking paper on this. <laughs> and that's a big hang up. I can't. Saying, I probably, I probably would like if I didn't have to bring my, like if I was bringing this and it could replace my laptop. I'm a student. If I was buying this and it can replace my laptop, I probably would. It's not meant to replace your laptop, though. This is 100% towards gamers. If you want to replace your laptop, you're going to buy a goddamn tablet. No, but I, I get what you mean. Yeah. But like, I let's get what say you, you are, too, but... if you're on a trip and you've got one of those like collapsible keyboards and you're just like doing like a small paper, sure, you could do it on there if you don't want to bring your whole laptop. You can do that on your phone, too. Dude. It's like That's true. You could on your phone, too. Hook up a Bluetooth keyboard and just do it. So, you know, what I'm getting here is Lance says, gaming good, can't write my paper or draw wieners in Photoshop bad. <laughs> so he's still on the fence about it. Lance, you're going to get an F on that paper if you type it into your little porn browser is what Grizzle Geek says. <laughs> I'm just saying 650 bucks is a ton of money. That's a lot. I mean, you're a lot of money. It's after tax, you're about paying the same thing for an Xbox or a PS5. No. Yeah. It doesn't, I guess it just doesn't phase me because I understand that PCs are just more expensive than console. PlayStation 5 is 500 bucks. You're looking at 550 after tax and almost 600 after tax. And then that's if you get a second controller at $70 or a game at $70. Yeah, but this is six fifty. So after tax, I'm talking about seven hundred bucks. Mm, but still, I mean, it's it's worth it. I think. I agree. I think it's worth it. It's worth it. it it's going to be worth it for the PC people that don't want a, a laptop. They don't want to hug around a laptop. They just want something that's light, fits in their pocket, and they can play their entire Steam library, which they already have the thousands of upon thousands of games they already have. They don't yeah, have to rebuy them. You I've don't have to buy Skyrim for the sixteenth time on the twelfth different system that you've got. You know, you know what I would, you know what I would use this for in a lot of ways. Honestly, I would probably get this, and I would definitely use it on vacation. But like in my Steam library, I've got Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy VII, and FF10, and like all these older games. I would probably take this thing upstairs and play those 
while I'm watching TV with my wife on this thing. Because I don't like I've tried to play those games on my phone with the touch controls and I hate it. But if I could play them on here, that'd be awesome. That's probably one of the main things I'd use this for, honestly. Grizz says that's a lot of hookers and blow that kind of money. <laughs> All right, moving on to even more money. A nine point eight graded copy of Super Mario sixty four. So just as good as freaking Captain Marvel. That's crazy. Sold this. Fuck you. (laughs) I have one of these. Not. It wouldn't be 9.8, but I have Super Mario 64 complete in the box with the instruction manual in my closet. Still wrapped in cellophane? No. Okay. So that, yeah. Sold for over. Wrapped in cellophane. Why would you pay that for this? Collectors are weird, dude. Yes. Video game collectors are very weird. And I am a video game collector, and Max can attest to this. And well, I sold Matt, for but it's just thought. $1.5 million. The most ever paid for a video game. That is the second most was The Legend of Zelda. Completely packed. Sold for $870,000. <laughs> Aaron's saying, uh, ask Matt how that would go down if you were playing on that thing and watching TV with her. <laughs> Oh, she would she would flip a fucking lid. She she does not like video games for other reasons, but she's not a a video game fan. So if I was sitting there while we were supposed to be spending time together playing a a video game, she'd be pissed. I think whoever paid one point five million dollars for this game is a fucking idiot. Video game collectors are, are weird, man. They are weird. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. I just think that's so dumb. <laughs> it's a fantastic game. I so they buy it, you buy it, and they just put it on display? Yeah, pretty much. So fucking dumb, dude. The same people that are going to pay millions of dollars for like... I mean, um, you do it with your pops. Not that yeah. kind of money. If somebody bought a pop for $1.5 million, I would walk over there and kick them square in the nuts. No, no, I get it. I'm I'm just saying the idea of buying an item to leave it in the box just for display, you should be able to relate to. Just not for that kind of money. But a game that is so available. like You're paying for the rarity of it, though, because it's 9.8, it's unopened, it's still cellophane, it's going to be encased, so it's never going to be opened. How many of these games do you think are out there unopened? So I have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for the N64 unopened in the cellophane. If I get two grand for that, I'd be happy. You probably could <laughs> send it in, get it graded. If it comes back in 9.8, I bet you get it. Just it probably just would. You no, know, I bought it at Goodwill for five bucks. <laughs> That's a profit and a half, a, man. Like yeah. It just Put that money to the side. You could buy yourself a Steam Deck. That's exactly now, what it I, is. People with too much money don't know what to do with it. Must be nice. Give right? it to charity, you bastards. Give I mean, it to me. Give it go. to me. I could make Struggling a podcast. Use of it. Yeah. Whether you're like 19 kids and counting. <laughs> I just, it just doesn't make sense to me, man. Like, I collect these games, like, because I have thousands of games in my, like, in boxes in my closet. And I collect them because these games meant something something to me when i was younger right so there's more of that nostalgic factor and i have thought about displaying them i just don't have room for it but that wouldn't stop me from grabbing a game off the wall and and sticking it in a console and playing it like 
all those games are meant to be played. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's just that's why it's called collecting, man. It's the rarity of it. There's the video game nerds are vast in particular. And if I had something like that to sell to somebody for two thousand dollars or more, I wouldn't care what their reasons were. You can this, have it for I, that I, money. I highly doubt that I could get that, but I'm also skeptical about this one point five million. People look at people look at com people are looking at comics for their, their monetary value to flip, looking at pops to flip. Video games is still kind of an untapped market where people are still don't even know that you can get them graded like this. Like it's still an untapped market. I, I bet no you, you can get them graded like this. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is such a popular game. I bet you if you still have that game wrapped in the original cellophane, unopened, if you sold, if you sent it in, got it graded, you could probably get a nice chunk of money for it because that game is so popular. There's so much nostalgia behind that game. But that, that's what that's what I don't nostalgia sells. They made so many copies of these games, so many that I regularly see rap. Now, I know that this is a first edition. I don't know what the fuck that means. The mm-hmm. Super Mario 64 that sold. It's a first edition. What? So what it means it would have come out when the council. The, it came out at the same time as the council. It wasn't a reproduce. It probably was. A version that came out at the same time as the, and the same day the console hit the shelf. So you're paying even more rare for that because it's a it's a first release. It's not a re-release. Makes no sense. Welcome to the world of collecting, my friend. I, I collect. You know I collect. But if somebody came in, I'm trying to think of a of a rare pop and said this pop costs 1.5 million dollars. And if I had $1.5 million, I'd say like, no, fuck you. I don't need that. <laughs> I just, maybe I'm just not a diehard collector. I don't, I don't get it. I just think you don't, you're not in that mind frame because you don't have that ability. Like that expense. Just like me. Like I'm like, you know, I would, I would spend $1.5 million on a copy of action comics. Number one or amazing fantasy 15. Me right now would say no, probably not. Me with fifteen million dollars, absolutely, I would. Okay, so I went to eBay. Tony Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three from the N sixty four unopened, two hundred ninety nine bucks. See, well, I have the first one. Yeah, so I don't know what the first the first one. I imagine would be worth more. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, yeah, unopened, and if you got it graded. Game over because that game, that is never going to decrease in value. It's never going to decrease in that that nine point eight status because it's it's encapsulated. Yeah, it's nine point eight, dude. Well, <laughs> it's cheap cellophane, like, and well, it's sitting in a box. It's probably doesn't as long as the box is mint, not crushed, and yeah, I couldn't it, guarantee you'd be sitting on something. Oh, are we talking about Tiger King next? <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, so yes, the Nicholas Cage Tiger King. Um, movie that was being pitched uh has been shelved it is no longer moving forward pretty much uh dennis quaid backs out of it and then it kind of shit the bed so if you were looking to see nicholas cage get all cagey as uh joe exotic you know, yeah i'm i'm okay with this this is not bothering me at all uh, that's a different one the dennis quaid one it's no it's the, the other- same one well amazon's making one too right yeah with um the chick from Saturday Night Live, Kate McKenna. I believe the Dennis Quaid and the Nick Cage one were the same. 
but yeah, Joe Exotic, not so much exotic anymore. Yeah, he was the he yeah. was the pandemic darling too. That's Tiger King was that fucking Carol, Mitch Carol Baskin was the 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 pandemic darling. I am never gonna financially recover from this. <laughs> As he sits there in his little EMT bomber jacket, awesome. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to our top of the show, where the time of the show where we talk about the top five comic books that released this week. Uh, books that I picked up and re- or read that I thought were fantastic. Uh, this week, my number five is uh, Never Never from it uh, was released on um, Heavy Metal. It is a re kind of a alternate telling of a Peter Pan story. Uh, winner is seduced by a boy uh, Sprite Petros. Often, Never Never, a place where children never grow up and adults are the enemies. What would such a place look like where resources are scarce, time passes, but age is obsolete? War with adults strives the insane from constant battles is the norm. What would ageless boys free of civility and role models be willing to do to survive, to live forever? So think Peter Pan and the Lost Boys being cannibals. Um, Tiger Lily being like the Peter Pan as such as the hero. Um, and they basically just are trying to kill, and they're just killing the adults. It's pretty sounds much kinda, what this is. Sounds kind of cool, actually. It's and it looks dark. like uh, looks like Gator Loki's in it. Yep, that the Gator is in it. It's very dark. Um, it was very interesting read. I definitely suggest picking it up if you're at your comic shop uh, this weekend or it's next weekend. Primed for Netflix, right? <laughs> Uh, number four is Silver Coin by Jeff Lemire. Uh, this is an anthology series that's uh, kind of horror, kind of follows this like they find this magical item type thing. Um, the year is 2046, and the old world has been buried beneath the junk of a new civilization. From the trash, a scavenger discovers an ancient treasure, a coin. This price it, it carries, however, is unimaginable. It's kind of like that given the devil is due or making a deal with the devil type thing. You find this magical item that gives you this ability, but there's a, a catch and um, another great story there. Number three is beyond the breach from aftershock comics. Life uh, sucks for Vanessa. Her mother just died and her boyfriend is cheating on her with her own sister. To clear her mind, Vanessa has taken uh, um, the California road trip that she's been dreaming of for years. Her postcard perfect to drive through the old growth forest quickly turns when the breach hits. A bizarre anomaly in this uh, sky plunges California into the nightmare world populated with strange extra dimensional creatures. So, again, that was a very good read, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Aftershock's killing it right now. Um, Aftershock has been definitely killing it with all their books coming out lately. That's definitely a good read at number three this week. Pick it worth picking up. Number two this week, Donnie Kate's store. Uh, the wounds of Donald Blake have not yet healed, and a new hell is afoot. With all in, uh, back in As- or inhabitants back in Asgard and Odin's persistent return after being away so long, an air of tension now sits upon the throne. Father and son, all father and all father, Odin and Thor. Is this the relationship at forever doomed, or what does this mean for the Ten Realms? So basically the story of this is kicking off a new th- I think it's a three or four part story. Um, Thor is in kind of in turmoil as Molnir is no longer responding to him. So he can no longer really wield Molnir. He can't pick it up anymore. 
Walnir will no longer respond to his commands. Uh, and so he goes and has an interesting discussion with Steve Rogers regarding this. So it's a good st- story. If you're not picking up Donna Kate's store run, it's fantastic. We're checking out number one. Here you go, Lance. If you're a Spider-Man fan, this is a book for you. Sinister Wars number one by Nick Spencer. Dr. Octopus is back and the Sinister Wars have begun. Ox got a new Sinister Six. And if you think he's uh, thought big in the past, think again. What Ox doesn't know is the Vulture has a Sinister Six of his own, the Savage Six. All all out war between the two greatest villains in Marvel Universe. And the only person that hates them more than each other is Spider-Man. Spidey's in deep trouble with the tough battles he's never faced. So this calls back to One More Day. If you're familiar with the One More Day storyline, um, Peter Parker makes a deal with the devil to save Aunt May after she shot and dying. And that deal is that um, his relationship with Mary Jane happened. So this starts out with Dr. Strange talking to Mephesto about a deal Peter Parker made. And we're getting to see the fallout from that in the future. So number one, it's a huge story arc for Spider-Man for the summer. Definitely worth checking out. Lance, so, does that does that get your Peter Tingle going? Yeah, I just downloaded it. <laughs> nice. There you go. I lost you guys. I can't find. Oh, keep what talking. Else? What just, else are you looking I for? Lost my, I lost my window. Like I can't see you guys. Oh. Well, I can see <laughs> I you looking all pixelated, like you're on chat roulette. <laughs> Let's see here. But that's it. That's all I got tonight. Um, Found it. <laughs> do you guys got anything else you want to talk about? I know we had gone back and forth about Space Jam and pretty much nobody really cared. So Yeah. The, the unless original you want to talk better. Space Jam, we can. I'll just leave it at that. The it original was, a lot was of better. Fun. It was it was good. But I liked yeah. I liked Michael Jordan better. It wasn't terrible. I feel like it had more stakes and more heart. But um it was just a lot of WB product. LeBron should stick to basketball. He's not a good actor. Well, he was horrible. <laughs> and but, I didn't think it could get much worse than Michael Jordan. And it was worse. But he was yeah, better. Yeah. He was a better. He's not a bad actor in other movies like the that Amy Schumer movie he was in. He was good with John Cena. But oh, Trainwreck. Trainwreck. Thank you. When they were when he was in cartoon form and he was doing the voiceover. Yeah, Every that time was bad. That screamed, screamed. Ah, I was like, "Come on, yeah. dude! I've heard you scream better trying to fake a foul in a basketball game. <laughs> like, yeah. like just pull one of those clips." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was fun, dude. My kids, my boys loved it. I watched. My baby it loved day. it too. Yeah, I saw your Instagram video. Um, my boy, my boys were like, "Oh my god!" And they saw Pennywise on screen. Even though that looked like a cheap knockoff Pennywise that you would see, like, you know, yeah, just like Penguin, a, cheap, like cheap, on, New, uh, penguin on the knockoff. New York strip, or the yeah. cheap Batman, or the cheap Robin, or the yeah. the Arnold Schwarzenegger look like Mister Freeze. They got it was like they tried to do a Ready Player One style, yes. you know, mm-hmm. with all their properties, and it was fun to see everything, but it was also like, all right, I get it. You're trying to product placement here. Ready Player One did a better job. My favorite part well, is when Don Cheadle says King Kong's got nothing on me and how he gets offended. How King Kong gets offended in the background. Yeah, that was pretty funny. My favorite part was Michael B. Jordan coming out and shouting <laughs> his line from, yeah. uh, from Friday Night Lights. Yeah. That was the famous line, the the clear minds, clear hearts, can't lose or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the famous line for Friday Night Lights. I love that. But I got to say, 
was a little bummed. Not one mention of Bill Murray. Dude, I was thinking the same yes, thing. They do. He's at the end. And during the credits, there's a there's a picture of Bugs Bunny and Bill Murray on the golf course together. From the original I did movie? Not catch that. Yeah, during the end credits. There's a there's an old man Bill Murray and Bugs Bunny on the golf course together. Oh nice. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, Bill Murray was awesome in the original. I kept hoping there was gonna be this scene like Michael B. Jordan was gonna like suit up. Like that's what I was thinking when they brought him in. I was like, oh, they're gonna get him suited up and he's gonna go out there and kind of ball a little bit because Bill Murray plays briefly. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I thought they were gonna have Michael B. Jordan actually play some ball. But yeah, no. I mean that's you know. that's just the bad thing about like this is there's a lot of product placement in this movie to the point where the Looney Tunes actually get overshadowed in their own movie. So one big commercial. Yeah. But yeah. All right. I well, mean, LeBron it. even puts a LeBron James logo on his jersey. <laughs> I think it's the LeBron James logo sitting here. The basketballs jersey. had them. They were everywhere. Yeah. Like, dude, this is a big product placement. But anything, you guys got anything else you want to touch on this week before we end tonight? I'm good. No. Um, except that I've been watching Evil on Paramount Plus, and that show's awesome. I don't know if either of you have watched it, but you should check it out. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. I'm right now I'm gearing up for Ted Lasso season two at the end of the, the month. So July 23rd, right? Mm-hmm. I'm super excited like for that. that. Dude, Max, you got to watch that show. Yeah, I need to. I found a new funny show on HBO Max called Tacoma FD. Have you guys heard oh, of it? Dude, that's, I've been watching that on True TV when it comes out. Dude, that show is so funny, dude. I yeah. binged the first season of midway through the second one, dude. And I'm laughing my it's ass pretty funny. <laughs> Guys from Super like, Troopers. Yeah. Yeah. So funny, dude. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all I got, man. Nothing else. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for us this week. So I want to thank everyone for being in the chat. Grizzled Geek, Kyle, uh, Ish, uh, Mrs. The Hun, Solo Wookie. Everyone, thanks for hanging out tonight. It was a lot of fun. We'll see you guys back here next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And hopefully, Lance will act like a professional and not forget his mic next week. <laughs> All right. Yes. I was so embarrassed, dude. Yeah. I had to text you guys and be like, dude, I don't know where the fuck my mic's at. <laughs> yes. Well, bye. 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 bye.